episode of With Love Alexa. I'm excited to be joined by a motivational keynote speaker and life coach, Ricky Friedman. And she's also the founder of Break the Weight and the new company Rise with Ricky. And I'm excited to have her in studio today. Hey, Ricky. Hello. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you. I love um, like everything about your company, like what it stands for, because I actually, it's funny, my tattoo actually is Rise. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> so, see. Oh, my God. I yeah. love that. I'm like all about like just rising above yeah. your situation. So, when I first heard about you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I need to get to know her. <laughs> that's, all, I, that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, basically, we'll just like kind of give our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, let's um, talk. Like what life was like before you got into all of this. Oh, God. Okay. Um, sorry. If you want to, yeah, just like kind of give us like a little background. Um, yeah. So I started, my journey really started when I was a little girl, 13 years old. I lost my mother to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer, and her death really sent me on a journey, a very long, painful, confusing journey of grief that was not explained to me when I was younger and resulted in a lot of destructive behaviors and eating issues and depression and all that really fun stuff. And which also mentally led me to want to become a health coach when I was 23 years old. I had a lot of eating issues, so I decided that if I can enroll myself in a program, maybe I could learn how to health, be healthier mentally, emotionally, and physically. One month after I enrolled in this online coaching program, my best friend at the time had approached me and asked me to help her lose 150 pounds of weight. I had no clue how to do that, what that meant. At this point in my life, no one had ever asked me really for anything. I didn't see myself as much of a leader. I was really just a girl in pain trying to figure it out herself. And she looked at me and for the first time in my life, she said, I believe in you and I really think you could be good at this. You should do this. So I said, all right, I've got nothing to lose. Literally had nothing to lose at that point. So I built her a very simple daily system, one that I had been using on myself, that I had been learning through this program that I had been in for this coaching. And we worked together about a month in, I realized, wow, not only is, is this working, but this is fun. And the yeah. idea that it was fun, that I was having fun for the first time in my life and I felt full, it made me realize that there might be something here. So I decided that, you know, we should make the journey public, right? Because you always see the before and afters of people's transformations, but what happens in the middle? I want the details. I want to know the rises and the falls and how did you get back up or how did you overcome that obstacle? And so we create a blog called Break the Weight. And for 290 days, we showcased the whole journey of us working together. I coached her with this system. We blogged about life, we blogged about grief, we blogged about the real weight in our lives. She had experienced a loss of her own with her father, and I talked about my mom and depression, all this stuff, and you really got to see two people breaking their own weight in their lives. And after that, she did lose 100 pounds with my coaching, and I turned it into a company, which I ran for eight years, called Break the Weight, and I coached people all over the country to break the mental and emotional and physical weight in their lives. And about... 10 months ago, I decided that I wanted to become a motivational keynote speaker. So now I have started my second business, Rise with Ricky, and here we are. That was a mouthful. Yeah. No, it's good, though. Um, no, because it's so true. Um, when you have, like, weight issues, it's not even just weight. Right. Well, it never is. Right. And some people, like, like I've noticed sometimes when I'm upset, like, I'll eat more. Or it's... 
but it's all kind of connected. Yeah, I mean, I think that in the context of weight, we could say that the weight is drugs or it's sex or it's anything that you use as destructive or anything in your life that weighs you down. Right. And people for so long were so focused on the physical aspect of it, and so was I. I mean, I had a terrible eating issue, and I think that when I learned how to coach my friend and that we both were heavy, that this wasn't just me coaching her, that we were equally the same weight emotionally, it really transformed that word for me. And it made me feel like I needed to be on a mission to transform that word for other people. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And I think it's so inspirational. Um, I, a little bit about like, um, about me is like, mine started with the car accident. Yeah. That I had been in. And before that, though, like, I used to hate speaking in front of people. And, like, I would never have imagined myself doing this. But, like, now it's like I realize I maybe meant to do more. Yeah. Your obstacles become your opportunities. Yeah. I always think that. Yeah. Do you ever, like, get asked, like, do you ever get asked that you're, if you had a chance to go back and like change your situation from like the past, like have it never happened, would no. you? No, I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be a speaker. I wouldn't have a company. I wouldn't have the relationships I have. I mean, I wouldn't have any of it. You don't get to have the joy without the pain. You don't get to grow without the challenge. And I've never looked at myself as a victim. I feel that I'm stronger and better and wiser for all the things that I've been through, even if you don't feel like that during the time that you go through it, because you're not going to. And so it's not this, I feel amazing that this horrible thing has happened to me. Right. It's what you discover after. Yeah, no, I, someone asked me that when I spoke at like the high school and a kid had asked like, would you ever go back? And it's like, as much as I don't want the accident to have happened, but none of this would be where I am today. Right. And I think it's so important to realize like like you said like the there's always bad with good like always otherwise life's just boring <laughs> yeah and you don't get to know the the light if you don't know the dark and i not it doesn't mean be depressed it doesn't mean stay in these horrible times it just means what can you learn how can you grow and i always say that when you can't go back you go forward and like you said about like you're not a victim i actually hate the term victim i would love to change it to like warrior like we're warriors. Yeah. We go, we grow and we fight. We don't all grow and fight, but no. we should. Yeah. I think that if more people did look at these obstacles as opportunities, they would grow more and they would fight more. Yeah. No, that's very true. Um, so once you like kind of started your company, your first company. Break the weight. Break the weight. Um, what did you, did you... How did you, like, what were some of the great times and, like, were there some obstacles throughout the process? Every day was an obstacle. (laughs) Um, So Break the Weight is amazing. And and just in context of Break the Weight, I still speak on the weight of our lives. And that was such a cool thing just in in terms of having that brand and um, the obstacles. I mean, it's all an obstacle. You know, for me, it took me a very long time to even know what Break the Weight was. It was a blog and then it was... A coaching program then it was this and it was that I mean that's just entrepreneurship so yeah I think that there came a point where it just wasn't enough for me anymore and I couldn't figure out why and I couldn't figure out what it was that was missing but I loved the message of break the way and I loved what it represented but I needed more for my work and 
that was a really big challenge. A really big challenge was feeling like something was missing in some way, and you couldn't figure and you couldn't pinpoint what it was, but something was missing for me, and I think it just took a long time, a discovery to figure it out, and that and ultimately became speaking. Yeah. Did you um, ever feel like? Sorry, I'm like trying to think You're of fine. the right words. Um, when you were like going through all this, did you ever feel what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Did of... I ever feel? I mean, what's the? I'm like, uh, sorry. Did you feel like you were like there was more you could? Do? Well, before the speaking part, like, was there other things you felt like you could do, or like, what advice? Do you wish you had or? No, I mean, I think that, you know, it wasn't about, I tried a lot of things. I mean, I, I threw 500 things at the wall. That's what I meant, sorry. Um, um, like, if you felt like overwhelmed, like felt like you were doing too much at one time. I am a very all over the place in terms of like, I have a lot of ideas, I'm a true entrepreneur in my heart, so I think that was a disservice to me because I did have a lot of ideas and I did want to do a lot of things, I did try a lot of things and it was hard for me to focus just on one thing at a time and so I was a coach and I had this brand and I did this thing and the obstacle for me was that I think I was always trying to create something that could really fulfill me and it did break the weight, fulfilled me in so many different ways. but. It felt like the next chapter it wasn't going to fulfill it in the sense of it wasn't going to give me what maybe speaking would give me or taking leap of faith with that. And yeah, I just, I, it was a feeling that I had. Like a gut reaction, like a gut feeling. Just I like, I love it so much. I'm so proud of it. It's beautiful and it's amazing. And I loved the coaching and, but I, but it couldn't have just, there had to have been more. That was a feeling, and I and I always knew I'd figure it out. I just never knew when. I right. just knew that I would. Um, so you said you started the second business, Rise with Ricky, um, like ten months ago. So I started the speaking ten months ago. It was the first time that I publicly spoke. How was that? Um, so it was really funny. I was in a really bad place in my life, and I had just gotten back from. This is in 2017, I think. Okay, just kidding. May of 2018. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, don't know my dates over here, but I had just gotten back from a Tony Robbins seminar, a five-day Tony Robbins, and I was not in the best place of my life. I was going through a really challenging relationship, and I needed to end the relationship. And I remember seeing him on stage and just being like, "That's it. That's what's missing. I don't know what he's doing or how he's doing it, but I need to do whatever he's doing." And I got home and I ended that relationship, and I moved out of my ex-boyfriend's house, who's a wonderful person, but it just wasn't the right thing for me. And I put on Facebook that I was looking for speaking gigs. I it, I had never done it before, um, but I obviously didn't say that I'd never <laughs> done it before because I felt so so passionate about it, like it was a missing piece, even yeah. though I hadn't done it yet. And I, um, like two weeks later, someone reached out to me and they were like, hey, you know, I was looking for a motivational coach or a speaker and I'd put it in a Facebook group with a bunch of moms and a lot of people said your name, which was funny because like I hadn't done speaking yet. So I, I think they were just saying like, here's a motivational person. And she was like, I have 100 students at Oakland University University in two days. I need a speaker. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did it. And afterwards, 
I remember thinking like, that was so fun. I just had so much fun. And I think that when you can have fun, that's when you realize like, oh, this is a different kind of fun, different kind of joy. So that's kind of how that started. But that wasn't my business. That was just like, I did 23 talks for free. Yeah. I mean, eventually I started making money, but like that's, you know. You sometimes gotta do it for free first to like get that experience and then eventually it'll yeah. all come. It's a circle. hobby until it's a business. A business. Yep. <laughs> that's just how it goes. And I think too what helped probably for you is like you were already a coach. Like you had had yes. all that experience and you are speaking with people and speaking and helping. So So it's funny that you say that because I used to when I used to so I fed hundreds of clients and I'm sure that one day I will build another coaching program along with my speaking, but I always I remember like when I'd be on the phone with my clients, I'd always they'd always say things like that just sounded like you were just giving a talk to me or like little things like that and I always felt like it was where I thrived, the talking. It was all the other stuff that I just didn't feel as passionate about. So it is funny because without the coaching, without the break the way, without the thousands of conversations I've had with people like, yeah, no, no way would I be here. Yeah, it's like step by step. It's journey. Yes. I love I love the journey. Like it's just it's been fun. It's fun. It's, it's not always fun. No, but sometimes it's a pain <laughs> in the ass. That's true. But it can be fun also. It can be, <laughs> nothing is mutually exclusive, right? right? You can be happy, you can be sad, you can be joyful, you can be in pain. It's just life. Yeah. And like blogging for me has like helped me like on bad days, like I end up writing about yeah. my day and it ends up making me feel better. And it's like it's an I, outlet. Right. And like it's nice to see, like people like will respond and it'll be like, you're not alone. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yes. <laughs> there are so many times in my life where I. I always wondered, just do other people feel this way? Is Am I the only person in the whole universe? And you're not, you never are. And the person sitting next to you, the person sitting behind you, the person that might look like they have it all together, everyone has heaviness. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to like break the stigma of like mental health or the weight or because everybody at some point probably feels something and you just don't know it because they don't feel like they can speak out. 100%. It's really sad, and, and I get mm-hmm. that. Like, I I kept a journal for 18 years from when my mom died. And when I look back and I read that, that little girl was so sad. And had I known that other people were sad or that other people had felt the way I felt, it probably would have been a different experience for me, 100%. Yeah. So where do you kind of, like, see yourself in the next few years? Leading in your business, personal life? (laughs) I mean, um, it's a loaded question. (laughs) I mean, I'm a motivational keynote speaker and I speak to organizations and companies on rising above obstacles and breaking through restrictive behaviors and the weight in their lives as well. So I see myself a lot of different places. I mean, I hope that my speaking career really takes off and I want to create an impact. Um, I have a lot of little random goals too, like... I want to open a rescue shelter one day. No one knows that about me, but that's like a really, really big goal of mine. And I want to write a book. Um, I have a lot of different goals. I don't like to plan too much for like five years, three years. I'm just yeah. trying to plan for 2020. It's just <laughs> plan one, for tomorrow. <laughs> one day, one day at a time. Yes. Um, for can you give me a little bit of advice for like 
some of my listeners who maybe feel like they're stuck or maybe there's something they want to do but don't feel like they're good enough or that they can? So it's really important to understand the way that our brains and our bodies work and how trauma is processed and how pain is processed. So I think that if you're having certain beliefs or you're having certain feelings, it's really good to understand where they're coming from and that they're not just random. And so maybe there is some memory that are tied to these uncomfortable feelings you're feeling, or maybe there are it's the way that you're living your life or the people that you surround yourself with. You know, check out the external things as you check in the internal things as well. And I think that a lot of people think it's these big, massive changes that they have to make. And it's probably really the smaller stuff. You know, the walks, the making of the bed, the getting out there more, the going to that networking event, picking up the phone, making that one phone call, answering that one email, doing things that you are scared of. You can't become fearless if you don't jump into the fear. And so I always say, like, it's just one positive step forward. And if you can write out your wins for the day and all you have is one of them, like, that's a win. And mm -hmm. so just you know, know that it's wherever you're at right now, it doesn't have to be permanent. You don't have to stay on the ground. I like that. <laughs> I think that's great. Thank you. Um, anything we can, where can we find you um, on social media? Yeah. So my new company, Rise with Bricky, my keynote speaking and my website's not going to be out for a few weeks. Been working on that. But you can find me on Instagram at Rise with Bricky. And then on Facebook, rickyfreeman.com. And my email, uh, risewithricky at gmail.com. And I'm happy to talk and connect to anyone. It's been like really fun getting to talk to you. And I feel like we're very similar in certain ways. So it's kind of cool like connecting with people. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And you'll get to see everything in the links down below. Um, and have a great day. Thanks. <laughs>